Hey there, y'all, and welcome back to another episode of Be Still and Run. I am your host, Allie Ann, and today we are going to talk about time. You know, we're not done, so... But anyway, the topic on today is about what to say and what not to say. We... <laughs> actually, you know what? I actually... I'm going to leave this in here, but I completely forgot to tell you guys what to say instead of what not to say in the episode. So I will add that on to the end of this episode. So once you hear the music, don't go away because I'm going to add that on the end. I am so sorry. I completely slipped my mind. Um, but we shouldn't be saying I don't have time and we should be saying something else. So stay tuned to the end to make sure you get what that is. But today I talked a little bit about um, what God has been teaching me in how to make time for what we feel God has called us to and giving up certain things in our lives that maybe take time away that we don't really need to be giving away. And just talking a little bit about um, wrapping up the subject of time. And I will really quick let you guys go and hop into the recording session again and record what you should be saying instead of I don't have time. So I will see you guys in a little bit. Enjoy the episode. So stop saying you don't have time. Stay this instead. In all honesty, when I wrote out this title, I had no idea what the say this instead part was going to be. Um, a lot of times I will just sit down and before I start writing, I'll pray that God gives me the words. And so when I wrote down this title, I was writing it and I got to the end and I was like, wait, what is the say this instead part going to be? And so I'm really excited to be able to share with you what you're supposed to say instead of I don't have time. And so the, I wanted to start out with a quick, um, I guess you could call it a testimony. But when I first started running, I barely had time. My um, family had just started a market garden business. And if you have ever been into market gardening at all, you will totally understand. But if not, I'll give a little bit of a background of what it is. Um, so we had a one acre garden. There was about 12 plots. Each plot had 50 rows in them. And or 50 foot rows. And I, I think there was, uh, I can't remember how many rows were in each plot, but it was a very intensive garden. It was, um, a ton of weeding. It, we got so far behind on weeds that you literally couldn't see the plants sometimes. And so it was literally a 24 seven job that, when the sun came up, you were working. I remember we would actually have to pick vegetables the night before a market. And we were out with flashlights and everything, trying to get everything picked and bagged and to the market so that we were able to sell it and make our income. 
Well, this really caused a problem for me because I was just getting into running. And when you just get into running, a lot of times you get like this runner's pride type of thing to where if you don't run, you're going to die. Or at least that's the way it feels. And I know this can linger for a long time as runners, but as you get more into running, the more you don't care for time off or whatever, or at least that's the way it should be. Um, just because your fitness has been getting so good a day off or whatever is not going to really mess with you. So when we were doing this garden for literally 24 seven, I would be so tired. I would fall asleep during devotion sometimes and I didn't have a trouble sleeping at all because once you hit the bed, you were asleep. And we did this Martin garden for about three years till my dad decided that it was too stressful in the family. It was really harmful in our relationships. And he decided we weren't going to do it anymore. I don't know if it was three or four years. It might've been for, might've been for about four years, maybe, but anyway, during this during this time of working so much, I really had to be creative in when I ran. And a lot of times I would only get about 15 minutes. And so one afternoon when we were visiting a widow, she had a friend over and somehow he found out I was a runner. Who knows? At that point, I could have told him. Um, but he was like, well, how often do you get to run? Do you like running? And I was like, well, I don't really have time to run. And he just flat out said, you make time for what's important to you. And I don't really remember any of the rest of the conversation just because that phrase really stood out to me. And just over the years, every once in a while, I hear that phrase, you make time for what's important to you. And so I have really been... Obviously, like I was mentioning in previous episodes, God's really been working on my heart to show me what's really important, what is what he really wants me to do in life and giving me a desire to not just want to go through life um, wasting it. I don't want to live my life in vain. I want it to actually be worth something, meaning. Um, and if you didn't listen to other episodes, I'll just say this really quick. This, it can be something as small as taking care of a widow friend while taking care of your family, or it doesn't have to be some big vision or some big dream. It can be small things and God can give you enjoyment and fulfillment and satisfaction in that if that's where he wants you, because he always gives you what you need. And if that's where he wants you at this point, that's what he he promises to fulfill you in that. Um, but sometimes God will give us a little bit more of a vision, maybe um, visiting with widows more often or having some um, friends over that really need encouragement. Um, I actually used to want to start a Bright Lights meeting, and I actually had a meeting. I signed up to be a leader. And if you don't know what Bright Lights is, it's from Sarah Malley Hancock. Um, she 
is part of Tomorrow's Forefathers, I think, so you can look them up. Uh, but I actually had talked to her about trying to use her resources and use her material for a ministry that I was starting with horses and using that as a background and being a leader, just mixing it up with horses and that. And she said that was perfectly fine. So that was my goal and my plan. But over time, I just kind of lost interest that in that. And then God got me into running, which has really been a blessing because I love how it corresponds with Christianity so well. It's just mind-boggling. And then being able to see the verses that Paul shares about that. And it's it's been a lot of fun. But before I go off on that trail any further, I'll get back on topic. So as I, as I was thinking about you make time for what's important to you, I began asking the Lord to change my desires to match his. So that is also another big thing in redeeming the time is you don't want to have a bunch of empty desires that are fleshly and worth nothing. Um, God's desires for us are so much bigger and so much more fun and so much more torturously. um, uh, What would you call that? Like stressful. (laughs) but in a good way, because it makes us totally rely on him rather than on ourselves. And that is just a blast to be able to do that, even though sometimes it it's not the greatest when you feel like you can't do anything, but then that's when he can work. So that's always fun. So one of the prayers that was on my heart quite a bit was, Lord, I need to know your will. What do you want me to do? What will glorify you the most? Why did you specifically create me? Or what did you specifically create me to do on this earth? I don't want to be wasting my time doing a bunch of random things. I want my time to count. So in this prayer, um, I prayed it very, very often. And I even still frequently will pray it. If I feel like my desires are off or if I'm struggling with, is this really where God wants me? I'll just simply ask him, I need you to give me your desires and take away the desires that are not mine. And he always seems to be taking away the desires that seem reachable or attainable and giving me desires that seem totally impossible. So I will warn you that most likely the way God works, if you look through scripture and the testimonies of other Christians, that he most likely will give you a dream or a vision that is um, not attainable by you as a person, but attainable by the Holy Spirit only. And like I had mentioned last week, I had a complete meltdown the last Friday of October, um, because I was so stressed out about not being able to have a schedule, not being able to get anything done. And I remember just constantly saying, I'm done. It's too hard. And if you missed last week's episode, I would highly recommend that you listen to it because it was a, such a huge testimony in giving me confirmation 
and realizing what's most important. And it was a huge blessing that God had given me from a complete stranger. Um, so just check that one out if you are needing some encouragement with what God has called you to do and not feeling like you have the time to do it. So two weeks ago, I talked about how worry is a Christian's biggest waste of time because we put a band-aid on it rather than share it with God and then leave it in his hands. And I would also recommend you look at that one because um, band-aids, if you have ever had a cut or a wound, band-aids just cover it up. It's not what's actually healing it. It's healing from the inside out. And so band-aids are kind of not good, especially if the wound is really big. They, it's just kind of a cover up and you actually, if you leave it on too long, it can create more problems. And if you don't put anything on the wound, it causes even more problems. So band-aids are good to a point, but there is a time when you need to actually take care of it and take care of the wound properly. So when I started seeking God about changing my desires, there was a lot of things that I had to let go. Um, I really wanted a higher paying job or maybe a full-time job or a part-time job to be able to make more of an income. And I realized that doing that would draw me away from being able to spend more time in what God has called me to do and preparing for that. So I, I keep having to set that aside. And then I love playing the piano and I know I could be really good at it if I practiced, but that is not a part of where God has me. I do still play songs that I have and I do still occasionally will get out a book and I'll practice a song that I've had been practicing for about a year, trying to get it memorized and down. <laughs> um, and then obviously my horse dreams of wanting to create a big ministry out of that and draw others to Christ through lessons and training and different shows and different things. And then I, after I decided to give that up, um, we got actually, because of a moving situation, I had to get rid of the horse or sell him because I didn't know where we were going to be moving and if I would have space to put him when we moved. So when I had to get rid of the horse, that helped me give up those old desires and those old dreams a little bit more. And then having extra leisure time, it that is a big one because a lot of times we think that we should be able to have time off and not have to worry about um, getting things done when in reality we have one day a week that we should be taking off and then the rest of the week we should be working. Um, and the work that we're doing should be not like stressing us out and overwhelming us to the point to where we... Well, that'll go off on another bunny child, never mind. I'll just stop with that. <laughs> but just realizing that there are things we're going to have to give up to be able to have time because 
guy can't stretch time. Well, he can, but he doesn't stretch time. He doesn't give you more time or less time than he gives me or somebody else. So you're going to have to realize that you, your priorities need to change and you need to start asking God to show you how much time you really have and how to balance your family with your business, with your dreams and your desires and just everything that you have going on in your life, being able to schedule and do all of that, which I am just now learning how to schedule things because I am tired of wasting my time and putting band-aids and saying that I don't have time when I really do. So yeah, just remember this, this month has been a topic that God has been working on in my own life. I do not have it all together, but when I do apply what I have been sharing with you guys, it's been a lifesaver and I really, it's very encouraging. So I want to share Ephesians 5, 16 to 17 with you very quick. So it says, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Wherefore, be ye not unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. And when I read this verse, it kind of reminds me um, about the ones I shared before in our labor in the Lord is not in vain. And the same as uh, we should be enjoying the labor that we do and not... <laughs> I wish I could remember what the verses were. I really hate that. I need to work on that somehow. So in Ecclesiastes, it was saying that we need to enjoy the good that we have gotten from our labor, but we need to, according to 1 Corinthians fifteen fifty eight, make sure that our labor is not in vain and really just... I've lost my spot. Really just being able to grasp the fact that our time is the same as everybody else's. And we need to realize what is most important in life. We need to figure out what the will of the Lord is in our life. Which I talked about that some in, see, it would have been October when I was talking about motivation. Um, figuring out what the will of the Lord is for your life and why that's important and then figuring out what your purpose and your works are that he created you for because they are totally different. And just doing that because the there's so much vanity in this world. We don't want to be going about it, just wasting our time trying to get through life to get to heaven, which... I've sometimes I would be like, God, you can come any day now. I, I'm happy to come home. <laughs> um, so yeah, just being able to think what you want to be here on earth for and what God wants you to be here on earth for and seeking him about that. I will end this month by saying time is very important and the enemy is out to steal kill and destroy so he's going to be trying to steal your time because time is as some people say time is money but time is so important because everything we do is within time and if we spend all of our time 
on vain things that don't mean anything, eventually you're going to get to the end of your life and wonder where it all went. Uh, I was just talking to a widow friend the other day uh, about how older people, when they look back at their life, they actually, the stuff they regret the most is the things that they decided not to do or the things that they didn't risk or the things that they wish they would have done is not necessarily the wrong choices, which I'm not saying that you need to be making the wrong choices because you'll obviously regret those. But they were saying the things that they regret the most are the, the like, say for a Christian, the leaps of faith that God asked us to do and we didn't or just the things that we really wanted to do that we didn't seek God about and do. Those are the things we're probably going to regret the most in our life when we get older. And so that has been very encouraging to me to think about that and to think that at the end of my life, what do I want? First, what do I want God to say to me? And second of all, what do I want to be able to say? So I will end with that. And I just really encourage you guys to seek God about what he wants you to do with your life. And I hope you guys had a wonderful Christmas I don't know when you would have listened to this, but it is going live the day after Christmas, I believe anyway. Um, It's be the fourth Monday. But I just pray you guys have a wonderful New Year's, and I will see you next month on the topic of warming up before your runs and starting your day with God. So I'm excited to dive into those topics. I will continue to pray for you guys and we'll see you next time. So I went through the entire episode and totally forgot to say what you should be saying instead of I don't have time. So as I was praying about what this is that you should be saying instead, it kind of actually... God brought something to mind that I wasn't expecting to hear him say. I wasn't expecting him to lead me to say that. But I I will explain more about why I feel like that is something he led me to say instead of I don't have time. So when we are tempted to say I don't have time, we need to come back with why does it really matter? Why does it really matter? At first, I thought he was going to lead me to say um, my famous phrase of, does it really matter? But if you can tell him the surprise of my voice, I'm not sure if I left it, if I'm going to leave it in, but what came out was, why does it really matter? And that to me actually made more sense and saying it in this way, which it sort of goes in the same way, does it really matter? But when we say, I don't have time, then we can ask ourselves, why does it really matter? Why does it matter that we don't have time? Why does it matter if we do have time? Why does it matter 
why we want to do whatever this is that we're saying we don't have time. So really going deep into why something matters. Like this is so, so huge and something that runners are notorious for encouraging each other to do is reminding themselves why they run, why they're doing this, what motivates them to get out the door, what motivated them to start running. And of course your reasons can change over time, but just reminding yourself why does it really matter? And does it really matter that it matters? Really just going deep into why. I have a exercise in the Back to the Basics devotional that um, you start with a, I want to do this because of, and then you fill in the blank. And then the next line says why. So you write down why you want to do this. And then the next line says why again. And you write down why it is that you want to do it because of this reason. And you just keep going until you get to the end and you realize why, like what is the root for why you really want to do this. And a lot of times that is going to be huge in everything in life. Just realizing why you do what you do is huge. You can't fix a problem until you realize why the problem is there. You can't get rid of a lie until you realize why the lie is there. And you can't get rid of a sin until you realize why the sin is there. And then once you realize why those are there, then you can take care of that. You can take it to God and you can move on in a positive direction. Um, So I never really, I had heard this growing up a lot. In, well, I can't say all of my life. It probably started somewhere in my teens. But why we do what we do. And it has actually become very popular for my dad to say. Is what is the reason behind what we do? And so I really encourage you guys. The next time you say, I don't have time. Or the next time you're tempted to say it. Ask yourself why. Why don't you have time? Why don't you make the time? Why are you, why do you not have time? I think I just said that. (laughs) But just realizing that and asking yourself why, just everything you do, if you start getting frustrated at somebody even, ask yourself why you're getting frustrated. A lot of times it's a stupid reason and you realize that it's really dumb and you let it go. Um, And then if you are struggling with something, ask yourself why you're struggling with it. And then a lot of times you are able to better come up with a solution or um, a decision or whatever it else it is you need. And then that's also then like a bridge for you to be able to start praying about the situation or whatever. So I really encourage you to, instead of saying, I don't have time, ask yourself, why does it really matter? Why, what is in you that makes it matter so much? 
So I hope that will start to transform your thinking and really, I really pray that you are able to dive into why you do what you do because it is so important. I actually have an entire section in my devotional, the Back to the Basics devotional that talks about why you do what you do. And then since there is, um, let's see, there's, there's five devotionals in each section. And one of those devotionals in each section is also on why. So in January, I will be talking about warming up before a run and then starting your day with God and how they go together. And then during that section, I talk about why warming up and starting your day with God is so important. And then, so everything is so based on why that it's crazy. And if you, I would just encourage you to pray that God would show you that. And I will let you guys go and I will continue praying for you and we'll see you next year.